The market is doing what it always does. It goes up, it goes down, and it goes sideways. Navigating the market going into retirement can be a challenge. On today's show, we'll outline some ways a market correction could impact your retirement plans and offer some tips to help you steer your way through it. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Hughes. Welcome once again to Your Retirement. I'm consumer advocate Chuck Caton for Dual Financial Strategies, and we have in our studio the full studio of Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Von Abel, and we are all set to talk a little bit about the world of investments and the world of the stock market, and whether it's a serious correction coming or not in the near future. Uh, it's a good idea to consider how market volatility can affect your financial future, especially uh, if you are nearing retirement. So uh, let's dig into all of this now, Sam, and start with uh, what you think the keys are to protecting your savings from a crash. I think the first thing, Chuck, is that you have to know you. You have to know who you are. You know, we talk about this volatility in the market and things like that and corrections in the market, but that's different for everybody. There's always a technical definition for everything. You know, the technical definition for a correction is if the market falls 10%. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen a technical correction in a long, long time now. We saw we saw a hint of one here uh, a while back, and that was, uh, you know, that was a drop of about five. We obviously we saw a, a massive correction in uh, in the pandemic, the start of the pandemic, but then it rebounded right back. So uh, a lot of people look at that and don't even count that as a correction. But the, the real question, folks, is what does that mean to you? What does it mean to your retirement savings? There might be some of you listening to us that said, oh, you know, we could see our account go down by 40%. But we're young, we've got plenty of time, we can wait for that to come back. But there's an awful lot of you that are listening to our voices that are saying, you know what, uh, if that account happened to go down, you know, 10, 15, 20%, which it could, folks, I mean, I'm not sitting here, I don't have a crystal ball, I can't predict the future. But there are an awful lot of things in our country that are sideways right now. There's an awful lot of things we're seeing that generationally, some of you have never experienced before as an adult. Right now, we have inflation at levels that we haven't seen for 30 years. There's a lot of folks that are listening right now that never experienced that last inflationary period like we're seeing right now as an adult. So how badly could it be hit given your situation? given your risk tolerances, given your time frame to retirement, given your income needs? What could be done? The first thing that you have to do is you have to understand where you are. That's where the program called Riskalyze that we use comes in. It's taking a forensic, scientific, non-biased, non-emotional look at you and saying, all right, what can you really take? I call it the hair on the back of your neck factor, Chuck. Mm -hmm. At what point when the market starts to drop, at what point as you're opening up those statements over a period of months, is the hair going to come up on the back of your neck and you're going to be like, no more? I can't do this, I'm afraid. So the first step is figuring out who you are, not based upon who we would like for you to be, not based upon a sales agenda, but based upon who you actually are at this point in your life. Then and only then can you start to reallocate or adjust 
or look at different asset classes. I mean, think about it, Chuck. You you go into the doctor. It's like if your you know your leg is hurting or something. You go into the doctor. Well, you don't know what's wrong with the leg. You don't know what's wrong with the knee. You don't just jump in. A doctor doesn't just look at you and say, "Well, you're going to have to replace that knee." <laughs> no, I guess not. You're going to go through some diagnostics, right? You're going to go through some tests. You're going to go through some MRIs before they finally say, "Okay, well, here's what we need to do. This is the course of correction for that." It's no different when you're looking at your retirement portfolio. There's no difference whatsoever. It has to be diagnosed. You have to be diagnosed. Then and only then can a prescription be written for you. There's no hard and fast rule about how much of your money should be in stocks, about how much should be in bonds. There's a thing called the rule of 100, where you would strap your age from 100, and that would be a thumbnail result. But that is very, very generic. You're better off doing a risk alive scenario, getting an evaluation of exactly where you are, where are your investments currently, and can you survive a 10, 15, 20, 25% pullback in the market? Can you survive it monetarily, Chuck? But also the big question here for the vast majority of you is can you survive it psychologically? Yeah, I think that's very important, Sam. Is it uh, always a good rule of thumb to be conservative or more conservative in these times, or does it just depend on one's uh, financial personality, so to speak? You know, I think it depends upon that financial personality. Uh, Everybody has a different definition of conservative. I think that rather than using the terms conservative, I think we should use the term prepared. I think you should be prepared. You know, there's a Luke will talk more about this, but there's different types of management as well. You know, we we believe in a tactical active management scenario in the stock market so that accounts are being monitored, they're being watched, and they are being changed as conditions dictate they should be. So rather than concerning ourselves with, well, should I be more conservative? Uh, You know, uh, should I be moderate? I think what we should concern ourselves with is, are you in a proper place right now? And are the managers that are working for you prepared to make the changes if things go the opposite direction of where you'd like to go? Absolutely. All right. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking uh, at uh, the volatility in the market and you need some uh, common sense planning when it comes to your retirement, it's uh, always good to uh, visit with either Sam or Andy or Luke at the Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 because they've got over a score of years of experience, uh, even though we haven't seen that volatility that Sam talked about uh, for over uh, three decades. I actually go back four decades or more when I remember the double-digit inflation uh, that uh, was a positive when it came uh, to my uh, savings account interest, but not when it came to mortgage interest. Luke, I want to get to this first. Uh, Your thoughts on if it's still safe to invest in stocks right now, because I think that's a question that you might get uh, by clients coming into your office. It is. Um, And, you know, I think I'll piggyback off of what Sam said, because he was talking a lot about having a plan and how you position money. But, you know, what is safe is really a personal thing for everybody. We hear chatter like that in the office all the time and people say, I just want to be safe. And then we look at a portfolio and it might not fall into that traditional conservative. It's anything but but safe. Correct. Um, And so there's a little bit of a, you know, eyeballs get a little bit wide. So what's safe to you is really the important part. And I think another way to think about, you know, retirement assets and in the stock market is, is in buckets. You know, what sort of money do you need to just live on, right? Do we need some income? Do we have an income gap where we need 
over the over and above your social security where you just need a certain amount of money coming into your mailbox every month to pay the bills to pay the mortgage if there's money now money now yep exactly and if you have some extra money on top of that that doesn't need to produce income that you'd like for you know maybe a little bit of growth or you'd like to position that money to keep up with inflation or exceed inflation so that you know you're not necessarily going broke safely on that money i think it's important to have different buckets of money it doesn't have to be an all or nothing strategy it doesn't have to be all in the market or all not in the market so having different buckets can help help accomplish that you can look at it a lot of times we'll use the phrase you got money now you got money later and you got money maybe sure and you can use that to even dictate how much volatility do i want how much risk do i want things like that because obviously the further out that money is or the need for that money is the more you can do the more you can you know the more you can uh more you can maybe handle there but again going back to what you were saying luke and what we were talking about here uh is if you can tolerate that psychologically right that's, that's always the missing factor mm-hmm. it, well, know, I, was, at, I was just thinking you know from a standpoint of what you were saying luke and what you were saying earlier sam being able to identify who you actually are from a more I don't know, scientific approach, I guess I would say, is so different than who your advisor even is. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there are oftentimes people come in where they've had conversations with their advisor and they are like, yeah, I'm, you know, whatever, pick your... uh, I'm conservative, I'm moderate. Yeah, pick your tolerance, I guess. But then what they find out is that, that... the definition that their advisor has of say conservative or moderate or aggressive is very different from their own definition of conservative, moderate or aggressive. And so oftentimes there's a disconnect there where both people think that they're doing the same thing. And in fact, they're really not. They, you know, they do a risk and they realize that I'm a 34 or a 56 or a 75 and their advisor maybe has them positioned if they were a 34, maybe their advisor has them positioned as a 62 or a 75 or an 89. And it's just everybody's definition can be a little bit different. And so it's really awesome to be able to take your current portfolio and where you're at and and also put that into a risk situation and see what that benchmark comes out and, and see if you actually do align with it on a very scientific, matter of fact, just black and white approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that gets lost a little bit in the industry of, you know, how do you quantify what your risk category actually is and how do you quantify what you are using right now and so there are actually tools out there and being able to sit down with somebody and go through that and really define what you are and be able to see it in black and white is really really awesome i think that's important because you gotta you gotta know where you're at now to know where you're gonna go in the future so you've got to know you know, another way of saying that is what's your asset allocation, right? Yep. How are you that's positioned? That's a fancy term. That's, that's a fan- Yeah, that's the, yep. the $25 word, folks. Exactly. Yep. You know, we don't always use that term, but the important thing is understanding what you own now and how does it match up to where you want to be, what your goals are now, because let's face it, you're in retirement, you're near retirement, your attitude's changing. Oh, totally. Absolutely. So, Sam, uh, let's talk about that. Uh, people that are listening to us about that, that are a little bit worried about it, what can you do for them? Chuck, I think that's why that retirement lifestyle review is so important. You know, we 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 invented, I guess, this process years ago to give people an opportunity just to come in, come to our Appleton office, come to our Green Bay office. It's comfortable. It's private. It's a non-sales environment. We promise you, first and foremost, number one, it is a non-sales environment. There are not going to be colorful brochures. There are not going to be sales pitches. 
There is not going to be strong arming. There is not going to be decision making involved on your part. It's an opportunity for you to sit down in a neutral environment and just talk about what you want to try to achieve. And then based upon that conversation, we can help you with doing a risk assessment, doing a risk analysis analysis, analyzing who you are now, analyzing who you want to be in the future, analyzing whether what you have now fits you. That's the key to this. So that's what that's all about, Chuck. I mean, all we're talking about here is the investments, but that goes into Medicare planning. That goes into Social Security planning. That goes into estate planning. That goes into tax planning. The list goes on and on and on. That's what a retirement lifestyle review is. It is a review so that you know, am I good, bad, or indifferent? And given any one of those three scenarios, do we need to do anything? And if so, what might that be? Absolutely. And the way to get that uh, retirement lifestyle review from Dual Financial Strategies is to pick up the phone and call right now at 866-203-7486. Uh, that is 866 203 And get that retirement lifestyle review and meet with Sam or Andy or Luke at uh, Green Bay or Appleton office anywhere in the Fox Valley. We've got to take a break. What's coming up next? Retirement planning. It can be complicated, even intimidating, but it doesn't have to be. When we come back, some tips to simplify the process that could leave you happier in retirement. Welcome back to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and we uh, have in studio Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. And uh, remember that they've got your best interest in mind with their fiduciary standards, and uh, they say it's a very relaxed environment. Believe them, it is. And the number to call to uh, make that appointment if you want that second opinion about retirement, uh, maybe you have a uh, planner that you're not satisfied with and you want to get a second look at your retirement, or if you're in that financial red zone uh, about four or five five years away from retirement and want to get that comprehensive retirement lifestyle review, uh, it is 866-203-7486. And I guess, uh, uh, Sam, when given the choice of the easy way or the hard way, most of us choose that easy way out, unless you're a glutton for punishment, that is. Uh, but simple is not easy. And maybe it's time, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that you choose an easier path to retirement planning, because that is always important uh, when you go into the uh, years where you've got all that time and uh, looking for all the uh, resources you can uh, to enjoy your retirement. And there are going to be some tricky parts to it, but uh, let's see if uh, we can make things a little easier, Sam, with uh, uh, the fact that you have to shift your viewpoint because, and, and we talk about this so many times before, uh, and I go through this myself, uh, the mindset, I mean, going through it right now, thinking about all the accumulation that I did uh, with my salary and uh, my uh, retirement savings, and now you've got to allocate it because you're actually working for yourself right now and you need to decumulate. So uh, shift your viewpoint is a key, isn't it? Probably one of the least talked about, I think, overall in retirement planning, but we believe it probably should be one of the first things that you need to understand. You're right. Most of you are great savers. You've been great savers for decades. That's the reason why you've built up and accumulated enough wealth to look at this retirement thing, to go into this voluntary unemployment time frame that we talk about. But you're going to have to make a mental shift and a physical shift to go from accumulating your wealth 
to spending your wealth, providing yourself a lifetime of income while preserving what you've saved. Or the old adage, a lot of you would look at it and say, yeah, I want to spend the interest and I want to keep the principal. So that is easy to say. Mentally, it's a very, very difficult mind shift to make. But if you accept that focus early in retirement to say, look, what I've been doing in the past, it's probably not appropriate for me now. You're still going to be a great saver, but you're just going to be a great saver that has a good strategic, rational retirement income security plan. And I think, Luke, uh, one of the things you got to sit down and do to review your situation is to review your anticipated income needs. That's very important. That kind of piggybacks off what Sam says, because uh, you've got to know what you want to spend your money on with all this time you've got. Uh, to enjoy retirement. Right. And you need to be realistic about what you think it's going to cost to live after retirement. And I realize unless you're sitting out there and you have all sorts of spreadsheets on your computer or you have your own, you know, little paper form with your budget on it and you enjoy that, this is a bit of a daunting task, right? It's not a fun thing. But if you were going to go on a road trip around the country, you'd have a plan first. And step one when it comes to retirement income needs is just determining what you're spending your money on. It doesn't have to be hard. You can look at your credit card statements. You can pull up bank statements, but start jotting down to have an idea of what it's costing you to live in retirement. Some things might go away. Some things might get added if there's additional hobbies, but you want to have a realistic expectation because your income needs drive so much more as we go forward into retirement and into the planning process. Yes, it's very, very true that you have to take a look, and you talked, uh, Luke, a little bit about buckets before, areas uh, that you can tap from in your retirement. So, Andy, one of those buckets is uh, Social Security, and uh, you've got to know what the benefits are there and when to take it. Absolutely, and this, for a lot of people, is one of the biggest classes or buckets of money that they have to pull from. And so how you strategize pulling that out can be pretty large, especially if there's a difference in age between you and your spouse. So if you're married and there is a significant age between you and your spouse, then this can actually really have a big impact on how you would want to take your Social Security benefits. The other thing that you have to take into consideration is your health. If you have some Um, issues that could shorten your lifespan, it may be better for you to take a an earlier approach to Social Security. Um, You may not want to turn it on at 62. It's an 8% increase every year you don't touch it. So there's truly a benefit that if you can leave it, leave it because that's going to be an 8% gain every year. But banking on what we're doing right now, look at your current situation, the current rules that we have and make a decision based upon that. It is definitely something that you should spend a little bit of time on. There's no magic thing. I know you get sent stuff in the mail that's, you know, the magic pill on how you're supposed to take Social Security. But in truth, it's really just looking at some big bullet points and figuring out what makes the most sense for you and your family. I hate that I word, Sam, inflation, but you have to uh, factor its impact. Uh, You guys are a lot younger than I am, though, so you don't remember the double-digit inflations, I don't think, of the 70s, but uh, let's hope that never comes back again. Unless Andy says, uh, you know, sometimes the banks will give us maybe 8 or 9% on our savings account. Don't yeah. l- wait for that to happen, though. I guess. Yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath on yeah, that no, one if I were you. I was in my I was in my teens during. Oh, you were during okay. This, well, you're well, older yeah. than I thought you were then. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm 60, so I'm, oh, I'm a okay. little bit older, but uh, I do. I recall that. I can remember it, you know, from my parents and things like that. But, yeah. Uh, that's why I was saying that, that that demographically, we've got people today, Chuck, that are getting ready to go into retirement that have never ever seen inflation. I mean, we literally have seen inflation that we have not seen since then. Yeah. But you have to you have to understand it has an impact, and I can tell. 
tell you, those of you that maybe failed to plan for any sort of an inflationary environment and are in retirement right now, you know exactly what I'm saying because your dollar isn't going as far. I mean, it just flat isn't going as far. Some of you are looking at at your money today and going, holy cow, I got to make some cuts. Right Now, I don't think that that's a favorable thing to do in retirement just because somebody didn't pay attention to that up front. But it can be tricky because you might say, oh, well, I want to outpace inflation by eight percent and I want my money to be secure and I want an income stream well unfortunately those three things don't go together because if inflation is ran around three you want to outpace it by eight now we're at 11 well that is not a conservative income generating portfolio that's going to make 11 percent so you have to be realistic but you also have to be aware and make sure that you calculate for unemployment, but that you calculate for inflation, which I suppose could lead to unemployment if you're still in the workforce, but you have to do it intelligently. Don't just throw some number out there and say, oh, okay, that's the number, because the odds are you're going to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about planning for retirement and all the things you got to think about. And uh, one of the things also, Luke, is uh, health care costs. It is. That's a big, big unknown for people going into retirement, especially if they're going to retire before age 65. How will they bridge that gap? Um, and also, once you are 65 and you go on the Medicare you know, which will cover your health expenses. There, Medicare doesn't cover everything. There's there's gaps. There's things that are not covered. Um, so we do have people in the office that Lake, who's the expert on that, that can help guide you. If you have questions, you want to be sure that you're covered in this area. We can put the resources in your hands so that um, those areas are covered. And again, Andy, developing a tax management strategy is also crucial. Well, we talk so often about how taxes are very under-discussed in retirement plans. Um, this is something that you can plan for. We know the rules of taxes right now. We can plan for these things under the rules that we have right now, and you can make decisions. The unfortunate part is many of us were you know, un- led to believe that this 401k is the best thing ever, and it's a great savings plan, except we made the IRS a partner in our retirement. And so we have to be mindful of that and how and what we do with our money moving forward um, can make a big difference on how long it's going to last or or what's going to go on. So taking a look at your taxes is very important. Yeah, and actually, uh, Sam, taking a page from our first segment, understanding market volatility is also part of the plan. Yeah, that's true, Chuck. And sometimes there's a there's a bit of an urban myth on a lot of that because people have this, uh, they just have this by default mentality that, oh, well, if I just go more into bonds and less into stocks, I'm going to be safe because there isn't any volatility there. That is a serious and could be fatal miscalculation if you are being told that or if you believe that. Folks, the bond market is just as volatile, if not more volatile, Absolutely. than the stock market is. It's no different whatsoever. It is volatile. It has its own inherent risks built into it. So you have to be balanced. You have to understand the pros and the cons on both sides and invest allocate accordingly. Absolutely. And when we talk about getting organized from a fiscal standpoint, you have to also from an organizational and document standpoint, don't you, Luke? You absolutely do. The best financial plan can be put in place. You could have all your I's dotted, all your T's crossed when it comes to the investment side. But if you don't have your important documents like a will or some sort of trust or a power of attorney for healthcare matters or for finance, um, if something happens to you, who's going to operate on your behalf? Especially if you're married, if somebody, if you rely on somebody for income or they rely on you for income, this is imperative that you get this done. Um, 
ask us if you have questions. We have resources available for this. We don't do it necessarily in-house. No, we don't. But we have competent people in our corner that we can help make sure that not only the estate plan, not only the income, but the investments all work together so that you can have a successful retirement and not one of those legs gets kicked out and now the whole plan kind of falls apart. Absolutely. So, Sam, it's all about uh, reviewing your entire plan, and that's where you can help. Tell us about it. It's not only reviewing the current plan, Chuck, but it's reviewing to make sure that the current plan is okay and will it serve you into the future. That's what the Retirement Lifestyle Review is. That's why we designed it. That's why we invented it. That's why we use it. And folks, this is a great time right now to come in and visit with us, to sit down, to do your risk alize analysis, to do your retirement lifestyle review, to make sure that you're in place and that all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. It's a really great time of the year to do that because we tend to slow down a little bit this time of the year. We're out of the summer rush when we start to go into fall like this. It tends to slow down. It's not uncommon for it to take, it could take as long as two, almost sometimes three weeks, depending upon which one of us you're going to visit with, to get in and see us. This time of the year, we purposely clear our calendars of other events. We want to make time for you so that you can wrap up, tie up those loose ends, get those I's dotted and those T's crossed here going into the latter part of the year. If there's any tax planning that needs to be done, we still have time to do that. So now is the time, Chuck, to get in for that retirement lifestyle review. We have a more open calendar than we would have the rest of the year, and we want to make sure that if this is planning that needs to be done for you at the end of the year, we still got time to execute it for you. Absolutely, and the way to do that is to give them a call at 866-203-7486, dual financial strategies at your service with that retirement lifestyle review. Uh, So call right now for that appointment at 866-203-7486, anywhere you're listening to us in the Fox Valley. And, uh, well, we didn't tell you about this in the first segment, but Sam is going to uh, charitably give you a a copy of his book uh, that he has penned, Purpose Determines Placement. Uh, When you come and visit for that no-cost, no-obligation review at 866-203-7486. What's coming up in the next segment, Sam? There are four major financial gaps that can have a serious impact on your retirement planning. We'll break them down and offer ways to help you close the gap. This is your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, along uh, with Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel of Duell Financial Strategies. With over 22 years of experience in the retirement field, uh, they uh, are uh, fiduciaries that have your best interest in mind in retirement, and they can be reached at 866-203-7486. We've talked about that before, 866-203-7486 to get a no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review. And in this segment, we're going to talk about the gap. We spend a lifetime getting ready for retirement. Now, what do we mean by the gap? Gaps in our retirement. We need to make sure that we're prepared as possible to kind of close those gaps. So uh, we're going to take a look in uh, this segment at several financial gaps that uh, could have a negative impact on all the important retirement plans. Uh, We don't want it to be derailed, do we, Sam? So um, one of the gaps that we think about uh, is not knowing, and not knowing is not an excuse. So the financial knowledge gap is uh, the first one we need to tackle. Yeah, that's that's one that uh, we have tried very, very diligently over the years to make that one as small as possible for you. I wrote the book Purpose Determines Placement. That's a nine-step guide to see you two and three retirement for the specific purpose of 
closing up that financial knowledge gap. I put everything in that book that you need to know about preparing for and going into and having a good retirement so that you would have that at your fingertips. We do the two-night college-based education classes where we literally spend five hours with you over a couple of nights going over every conceivable topic that you could want to know about in retirement. The knowledge gap is vast. And unfortunately, Chuck, we speak about this often. This is my biggest pet peeve uh, in my profession is the lack of knowledge that's offered. It's a lot more salesy than it is educational. The misinformation that is out there with the advent of the internet and Google searches. I mean, Chuck, you go on the internet today and type in some sort of a search and you get everything from valid information to total misinformation to someone who has no knowledge of the topic and shouldn't even be speaking of it down to outright lies. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to shorten up that knowledge gap and be able to understand. And when we say understand, I really want to get you to the point at a financial knowledge level that you can take an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper and you can explain or write out very simply in just a few sentences what your retirement plan is and more importantly why it is what it is this doesn't have to be complicated we're eliminating broker speak from our conversations we have always sought to do that the number one comment that we get myself andy luke we hear this over and over i've heard this thousands and thousands of times friends over my career people come to a retirement lifestyle review they sit down they meet with us and it's almost like clockwork that at the end of the process they'll say i learned more from you in this last hour than i learned from my current person in the last 10 years usually followed up by and thank you for putting it in plain english mm -hmm. thank you for not talk, talk over my head thank you for taking what has always been a very difficult topic for me and making it very understandable it's not dumbing it down, Chuck. It's just talking to folks one-on-one, -on -one, eyeball to eyeball in a language that they understand. Because if you are being barraged with broker speak, if you feel like someone is talking over your head to the point that you don't understand what they're talking about, there may be a purpose for that. But you don't have to put up with it. No, that's right. And there is no placement of that purpose, <laughs> for sure. No. Uh, no. You know, and, and it's just astounding, too, Luke, that uh, not only we talk about the knowledge gap, which most people have. I mean, they, they didn't learn a lot from uh, their parents. I know my dad and mom never taught me much about finances and uh, that kind of thing. I did know how to save by myself because that was intrinsic and uh, intuitive to me. But uh, we have to know exactly how much money we have saved and what that that money can do and sometimes that uh, can be misconstrued or misunderstood so the financial resources gap is another gap that we've got to deal with right it is and this I feel like can springboard from the financial knowledge gap if if you know if you don't have the knowledge or if you don't have the experience or if you just saw an example of of living paycheck to paycheck you know the financial resources gap is you know what you have saved what you have invested and so many of you have done have done well in this i think a lot of that has to do with you know the midwest wisconsin people are um, conservative our cost of living is a little bit lower but there's also misinformation around the financial resources gap because there's so many talking heads that say you've got to have 
a million. And if it's not a million, now it's two or three million dollars just to cross the threshold and retire. But you have to realize, like we talk about, we're talking about a lot of different areas that a lot plays into this. You know, what your income needs are plays a role. Um, But it's just, it's really important that you continue to save and earn. And especially as you go into this retirement red zone that we talk about all the time, which is just that five years leading up to retirement, and maybe even the first few years of retirement, that's where, um, you know, you can, the game can be won, right? If we're talking about the football field. So you, you have some opportunities to make some changes, to make some tweaks, to make some additional contributions. If you feel like maybe you're behind a little bit, um, and, and, uh, set yourself up for success. Yeah, I think, you know, the one misconception that people have, and I actually uh, went through this too, I'd always watch my 401k statements when I was working, and I saw it growing and any ups and downs of every day, and I would keep on top of it, of all the monies, and then I would divide it by like 15 or 20, meaning I'm going to be retired for 15 or 20 years, and think that's going to be the amount of money I'll be able to draw out every uh every year for retirement, but I never took into account taxes, inflation, or anything like that. So uh, they were kind of static investments, I guess, so to speak, because I even looked at it that way, and that's the wrong way to look at it, as you just mentioned before. So that financial resources gap, the knowledge gap. But Andy, let's talk about financial empowerment. Uh, What are we meaning by uh, that situation? Because there's a gap in that uh, department as well. Well, I think so. And spanning each of the three retirement preparation gaps requires long-term planning and self-regulated behaviors involving money over decades while you're working. So it's really important that we look at delayed gratification. And I think that's something that isn't taught today. So if you if you can teach your grandkids, go for it. Um, it's important. And the underlying assumption is that the individual as you are going to choose your retirement age generally in the mid to late 60s for most people, Um, some younger, and it depends on what assets they have. But again, we have to be able to go back to basics. What does your budget look like? How much does it cost for you to live? Um, What are your expenses? What are the things that are going to change? If you're working now, what does your lifestyle cost? Project then what's going to change when you go into retirement. You're going to have a lot more time on your hands. What are you going to do with your time? How much is that going to cost you? And then start to backtrack and say, okay, if I know what it's going to cost me, where's those incomes coming from? How much pressure do you need to put on your retirement accounts? As Sam was talking about earlier in the show, um, do you need to put 8% pressure on your accounts if you only need three to make it work or four to make it work. So those are all things that working with someone who works in the retirement arena only is so important and can really help you create a plan that works for your future and your family to make sure that not only can you retire, but can you stay retired? That is the ultimate question. Yeah, I guess uh, if I were to give advice to younger people who want to retire early, what are you going to do with your time? You're going to get bored real quickly, and you better have the resources and plan and plan and plan, right, Sam? And that's what you can do. That's what you can do at Dual Financial Strategies. Uh, help that planning process because it's a non-intimidating situation that you mentioned. You come into your office, have a nice cup of coffee or a little hot tea or maybe a little hot chocolate, sit and have a no-cost, no-obligation uh, consultation with one of you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, Chuck. And that's that's really what we want to do is what Andy was talking about is empower you. Just empower you to understand that this is your retirement. You need to have a good trusted partner that you feel like has your back from a planning scenario. You need to choose well in that area. 
but you need to be empowered personally to understand that you are a part of this process. It's your process. It's your retirement income. You are the one that are going to benefit from this. So when you are choosing who that partner is going to be, when you're choosing who that uh, almost like that family's financial chief investment officer is going to be, you need to have someone that you're comfortable with, that you have faith in, that you have trust in. So having your back, I think, is imperative for people. Otherwise, you also you have this journey where you're just never quite sure. I'd add to that as well, Sam. From a standpoint, ladies, specifically talking to you, make sure you are comfortable with the advisor that you guys are choosing to work with. Because ultimately, not to be morbid, but but the likelihood is you're going to outlive your husband. And so it's very important that you have someone that you're not dealing with an emotional crisis and loss of your loved one on top of trying to figure out, oh my gosh, I've really not been a part of the financial journey um, or I feel like the person that we're working with just talks over my head constantly. Um, make sure that you work with someone that you're comfortable with. And I just had that, that appointment here a, a number of weeks ago. Uh, people that had listened to us on the radio the gentleman took care of all of the finances very very intelligent self-managed understands the market understands risk has put together a very nice portfolio they don't need me they don't need dual financial strategies for investment purposes Mm -hmm. but he specifically told me at the end of the meeting because i said look you're doing a great job as a matter of fact if you're looking for something to do in retirement i'm always looking for good advisors right Right. so if you want a job here why don't you let me know and i'll work something out for you but he said you know he laughed and and we had a good laugh on he said really he said i appreciate that sam i appreciate you being honest with me i appreciate you being uh upfront with me and not trying to strong arm me or try to sell me something because he said i've had that happen before he said the reason why i'm here is for her and he pointed at his wife because he said she has no interest in this and she's acknowledging this she's like he's right she's like this appointment is for me because at some point in time something happens to him i have no interest in doing this so it may not even be today this may not even be a need today but many of you that are self-managing you're looking for someone to come off of the bench at some point in time and to fill that role that you will vacate either voluntarily or life events just force you to. Absolutely. So it's 866-203-7486. That's the number to make that no-cost, no-obligation appointment. And as Sam just alluded to with uh, one of his clients there, you may uh, get some advice and you may say, well, you know, I'm on the right track, Sam. And Andy and Luke will be honest with you and say, yeah, you're doing the right things. You don't need our help, and maybe we will give you a job. Well, either case, if you uh, uh, have uh, questions about your retirement, they're there for you. 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. I don't know where the time's gone, but uh, it's question and answer time, isn't it? Yeah, another week, another round of questions from listeners. We'll answer as many as we can when we come right back. This is Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and it's the question and answer time. Dual Financial Strategies, the place. And we have the uh, answer people at your service right now. Uh, Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Manobel. And uh, we're going to start out uh, 
uh, with Sam uh, giving uh, his answer to John in Green Bay. So 56 years old is John in Green Bay, and he wants to retire in 10 years. So he wonders, uh, should I convert some of my pre-tax money currently in my IRA to a Roth IRA and give myself some uh, tax-free funds down the road to draw from, a.k.a. tax diversification? Now, I've got uh, about 900000 in my IRA. So what are the pros and cons of doing this? John, it's an insightful observation that you're having there. Uh, it's very timely as well. Um, now, I would say that in, in a general sense, yes, that's a wonderful strategy to do. Starting to convert some of that pre-tax money into that tax-free Roth, because we know what tax rates are today. We don't know what they are going to be down the road. As a matter of fact, um, the current administration has promised us that they are, in fact, going to be higher down the road. They've they've literally said, it, it, this, is, this is the best pre-warning that your taxes are going to go up that you've ever had in your life, okay? So understand that doing anything in today's tax environment is probably going to be for your benefit further down the road. Now, I say that, but you also have to do this tax smart. You know, you don't want to be a penny wise and a pound foolish. We have to do this tax smart for you over the next 10 years, John. You got plenty of time. We got a good window here, but we also don't want to see you doing Roth conversions to a point that you, you know, you quote unquote, blow up a tax bracket or that you just completely go crazy. The other thing you got to be really, really careful of when we start getting closer to that 65 age, around 64, 63, is that we're not converting so much of that IRA in there that you're going to become subject to what they call the IRMA tax, IRMA, that that affects... uh, your the amount of premiums that you have to pay on Medicare. But several things to consider. We do this all of the time, John. You're right in that sweet spot of people that we work with, the people that, that come in and see us on average typically have somewhere around three three quarters of a million dollars to a million and above. So we're very well versed in this. There isn't any particular downside to it. Just want to make sure that we're going to do it in a tax-efficient manner. Let's go to Andy now, who's got a question from uh, Gerald and Kakana. Uh, you often talk about claiming Social Security at the wrong time. I know we've discussed this a lot, Andy. So uh, Gerald wants to know, how do I know when it's the right time? Because I'm 64 years old and my full retirement age is 66 and six months. And my wife uh, just turned 60. Now, we'd like to retire in four years. This is almost like an algebra problem here, you know, a story problem, so to speak, Andy. So what's your advice here? Together, we've got about $425,000 in an IRA and another 20000 in a Roth. So uh, what would be your uh, thinking on when? to claim Social Security for Gerald? Well, that's a great question, Gerald. Um, At 64 now, and your full retirement age is 66 and six months, um, I would start to piece it back together and say, okay, if you're planning on retiring in four years, that puts you at 68. So you're above your full retirement age at that point in time. You get that 8% increase on your Social Security every year that you don't turn it on. So you are not only helping probably your monthly income by delaying that if you wait until you're 60, but you also are going to help your wife. So because you guys have an age difference, um, the reality is she will likely outlive you. So by waiting to turn on your Social Security, at least until 68 years old, then you are also giving her an increased benefit should you pass away first. So those are some of the things that we take into consideration. Um, If you, the other thing you have to look at is is your wife is 60 years old now, and if she's continuing till she's 64, then you kind of have to bridge some of the, where's the income gonna come from? 
when she's prior to 65 and turning on Medicare, there's expenses that are there. There's health insurance costs that you'll still have to purchase unless you get her to age 65. Um, and then there's the Medicare costs that we have to take into play. So some of the things that you're going to want to look at are how long are you going to work and when do you turn that on it makes the most sense and also is your health an impact in this situation so if you have any health issues that could reduce your life expectancy um, you might consider taking it on but I would say just as a general rule of thumb, if you're not going to re retire for four more years, that'll put you at 68. That would help your wife and her benefit. Um, and that's the direction I would go with that. Yeah, and it's always one of those things, ladies and gentlemen, that is different for everybody. That's why we call this program Your Retirement. There is not one uh, set answer for every circumstance. And that's why you should call to find folks at Dual Financial Strategies when you're looking at Social Security drawing strategy at 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486, toll free number, no cost, no obligation. They'll uh, clue you in on Social Security in your particular situation. All right, Luke, we've got a long question here from Eddie and Oshkosh. He says, I don't know much about investing, so I hired a broker in a well-known brand name therein. So uh, when I took a, uh, they took a look at my account, uh, I noticed that uh, she sells and buys a lot every year. For instance, uh, between March of 2020 and March of 2021, uh, basically during the pandemic, she sold and bought small shares, about 100, over 50 times in just one of my IRAs. Now, besides my required minimum distribution, because he is 73 years old, uh, there wasn't much growth in the account to show for it. Uh, is she just making money on the trades and not performing with growth in the account? I don't know enough to understand, and I don't want to be unfair by moving the account without researching this. So uh, it seems like uh, other brokers try to disparage uh, people when somebody else is doing uh, something just to get the business. So I guess he's totally confused when it comes to uh, uh, the brokerage side of uh, investing. Eddie, um, first of all, I'm sorry that you're having to go through this. It's it's challenging to see um, a lot of what what I sense from you is inefficiencies going on in the portfolio and just questioning, you know, kind of the red flags. You you know, the red flags going up in the back of your mind saying, what's really going on here? Um, it's important to understand that. Our industry over the years, a lot of the money has been made on this turnover, this buying and selling, this trading, because they were the gatekeeper. And essentially, every time that there's a trade done inside of an account, whether it's a buy, whether it's a sell, that was kind of going through the toll booth and you got to you got to pay the piper. Um, Fortunately, um, in today's market, we're seeing a lot of the big institutions when we're talking about money that's invested in the market where there is no longer a trading fee. You don't have to pay for each trade. So it's hard to say really why this is being done. Um, maybe there's a lack of uh, sort of confidence on their part. But what I'd encourage you is to come in for a retirement lifestyle review. I'd love to have the opportunity to just take a look at what's going on, what's been done, and give you an idea of, you know, kind of where you're at now and maybe identify some areas of improvement and, and give you some additional education on other ways that you can invest in the market that don't need to involve this excess amount of trading. Um, and so I'd encourage you to find somebody, if, if it's not us, that focuses on retirement that can help you analyze what's going on so that you don't have to miss out on the growth in the market from 
from just trading for what seems to be no no real reason <laughs> other than commissions right <laughs> yeah thank yeah. you all right uh, good answer there and now we're going to wrap it up with pete and appear sam uh, he is 62 and he's not yet retired he says i'm considering purchasing an immediate annuity uh, using all of my funds in my 403b plan upon retirement so uh, my current balance is three hundred forty thousand dollars will the annuity distribution satisfy required minimum distributions and how will placing the entire amount in an annuity be taxed uh, how will the monthly payments be taxed triple barrel question yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take the the question from the back and work my way back up to the front pete and unfortunately a couple of areas here i'm gonna have to be pretty generic with you on because i don't know enough detail on your circumstance to give an actual recommendation but i can tell you the money that goes into the annuity from the 403b that is not taxed at the time that that happens that is just simply a rollover you're just going to roll it over from one investment vehicle to another that's all you're doing you're moving it from your right pocket over to your left pocket you're just putting it into a different instrument but the title of it the mantle, if you will, is still a qualified tax deferred account. So there is no tax consequences on that. However, because you've never paid taxes on the money that's in that 403b, it will be taxed as ordinary income when it comes out. So every annuity payment then would be taxed as ordinary income. So there's no such thing as a cost basis or there's no such thing as an annuitization ratio or anything like that because it is fully taxable money. So it's all going to be taxed when it comes out of there. Where I would start to want to ask you some further questions is why? Why are you taking the entire amount that you have in your savings and putting it into this annuity? Is this something that, that you've come up with as a strategy, or is this something that's being recommended to you? I'd be very curious to know the answer to that question, because unless you have significant other savings somewhere else, unless you have some liquidity somewhere else, it would make no sense at all for you to put that money into an immediate annuity, because as soon as you take that uh, $340,000 and put it into that, that immediate annuity, that's not your money anymore. You do not have access to that for ancillary needs, for emergencies. All you will get is what they told you they will give you on a monthly basis. So why, the, why is that amount going in there? What others do you have? But as a general rule of thumb, you would never, ever want to put yourself into that much of a liquidity squeeze so that you couldn't get to that money when you needed to get to that money. Absolutely. Good answer there. And of course, Sam, uh, this is why uh, people should contact uh, Dual Financial Strategies for those strategies, basically, in retirement planning. We're so happy to sit down and talk with you to answer your specific questions in detail the same way that we talk to people on the radio every week, because every scenario is different. And that is our promise to you. We will have a conversation with you. We will not talk over you. If something needs to be done, we'll tell you it needs to be done. We'll tell you how it needs to be done if you want to know. But if it ain't broke, folks, we're not going to recommend that you fix it. This is not some sort of a three-card Monty, oh, we'll just get them to do this, and then we'll make some money on that, and everything will be okay. No, we're serious about retirement. Retirement is what we do. Retirement is what we've done for two decades. We are highly sought out in the Fox Valley for those of you that are of means, particularly those of you that have saved more than $500,000. We are highly sought out because people recognize the depth and the breadth of knowledge that we have, and we just want to share it with you. It's our way to give back, get you a copy of my book, um, Purpose Determines Placement, The Nine-Step Guide to See You To and Through Retirement, and get you pointed in the right direction so that you have the retirement that you've dreamed of, 
and you have the retirement that you deserve. Absolutely. And as we wrap up the show, once again, it's 866-203-7486. That's to uh, get that no-cost, no-obligation review from Dual Financial Strategies. 866-203-7486. Do yourselves a favor and get that retirement lifestyle review. So for Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel, I'm Chuck Caton. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Your Retirement. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.